Yo, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. This is a podcast where we, a couple of wild cards, talk about current events, entertainment, and things we do in our lives. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about our trip to Halloween Horror Nights, uh, the Florence and the Machine concert, and a costume contest that, you know, we may or may not have won. <laughs> Stick around to get notified when new episodes are out. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. So, uh, this is part two of our September month, month whatever, September <laughs> two, two months remember. later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boy, are we consistent. <laughs> well, boy, are we busy yeah. lately. Things are crazy, but we decided, hey, we have a four-day weekend, and it's Sunday. Let's uh, do this podcast. Let's, let's, let's shoot one out. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's keep our friends let's, updated. Yeah, let's f- make sure fans. people know we're still alive. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, so, part of the that month, we went to Halloween Horror Nights as like an early birthday weekend. Yeah, uh, we have gone. Uh, that's our, this is our third time. Uh, we skipped. I think our first nineteen, and then obviously twenty twenty wasn't a thing. Yeah, and then we went twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, and we went with, of course, the amazing Miss B. Uh, and Gianni. <laughs> yes, Miss B is our Halloween Horror Nights uh, gal to come with. She's always down and she loves horror as much as you do, Riz. Um, and you both have this uh, found respect for M- Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you have this affi- uh, uh, mutual affinition? Affinity, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, And there was a Michael Myers house. We had to go. So, exactly. That's where I was going. Uh, Uh, Michael, 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 Michael Myers had its own uh, house again this year. And it was really uh, enticing. Also, The weekend, the singer had a house, which was really, really uh, out of left field for Universal Studios or in general, I guess. Um, We are not technically fans of the weekend and we were a bit skeptical because we didn't know exactly what to expect or what the theme was because you know every house has a theme the abominable snowman uh uh you know uh, michael myers so on and so forth so uh we really weren't too um too sure what we were gonna get into yeah uh but it was um <clears throat> we knew it was probably gonna be the longest line of the night and it was early and the the, the wait time wasn't that bad mm-hmm. so right, let's do it uh i remember waiting in line and i'm just you know waiting you know because what else do you do as, we, as you normally do and yeah. i'm just kind of listening to like they're playing music and i'm i'm listening to them, i'm kind of jamming and i'm like i'm kind of liking this music they're playing and then i'm like oh that's is this the weekend <laughs> i had no idea because you know i don't really listen to to popular music or anything like that yeah i'm like it's not bad like it's it's pretty cool um I ended up really liking the weekend house. I think it was my favorite house. I think so too. I think that that was my favorite house of the night. It was really cool. I guess the whole theme was a plastic surgery office that also turned into a nightclub, and these patients yeah. turn into like these zombified 
patience. And it was just very unique and very... Very uh, cool and very immersive with the music. Exactly, and, yes. And all of that. That was just badass. Um, honestly, I'm I'm having trouble remembering the other houses. I know we did Michael Myers. We did do uh, Michael Myers. The other three, I honestly don't remember. I think one of them was... Werewolf um, versus Wolfman? Yes, or... something like that. And then the other one was a bug thing? Or there might insects, have been a bug thing, yeah. Or a roach thing? We're not sure. We uh, There were 10 houses. We only did five because we had Gianni with us, who was a newcomer. And he was not mentally prepared. I don't <laughs> no, think. he wasn't. Uh, and and it, not only that, it was raining and it was cold. Yes, as it, well. it, I think it was our first time in Halloween Horror Nights where it rained. And I told you next year, if we are at a good uh, financial <laughs> state, we, we need to get fast pass because the weather was very unpredictable. And uh, we just did decide to call it an an early night um and we had pizza that night awesome Uh, pizza and the one thing about when it rains at halloween horror nights they don't have the scare zones no they don't and there was everything gets canceled there was supposed to be like some really cool scare zones Mm -hmm. Um, so unfortunately that didn't work but it seemed like this year was a pretty solid year for halloween horror nights it had like 10 decent houses um the weekend was a big big shocker for us Mm -hmm. in a good way it was and, badass. Um, Halloween, the house itself was really immersive as well. Also, um, and speaking of Halloween, we also saw Halloween Ends. Yes, Halloween Ends. I was looking, been looking forward to this one uh, for a while. Uh, it is the the you know the modern trilogy. Um, that's a sequel to only the original. Halloween, so they ignore everything else, which is what Halloween H2O did. And I know I've said it before, it drives me crazy, but whatever. You know, I'm not- notorious, I'm calling myself notorious for uh, being very, 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 as Naomi Smalls would say. Get it? <laughs> it's an inside joke, is it? Uh, very spoiler, spoiler phobic. I. Man, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was an amazing show, and I I read spoilers, and I regret it. I wish I could have, you know, experienced it, you know, experienced it as, as a, you did, as, as a, you did, because yeah. you, didn't, you didn't know what was going to happen. No. Uh, so, since then, uh, like, shows like Lost where the spoilers were sort of readily available. Shows like The Walking Dead that I was into for at least the first few seasons. Uh, and and movies, you know, there was a ton of stuff about The Last Scream that was online mm-hmm. that I had no idea about. And, and I thank God that I wasn't spoiled for that stuff because there were some good surprises in that movie. I can relate with X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm -hmm. When I found out that they were going to make it, I was in every social media X-Men account, uh, looking at all the other things. So when I saw it, it it did kind of felt like a bit diluted when I saw it. And I kind of, you know, felt bad as well, spoiling it myself and not being like amazed for the first time. Um, Man, that last scene, did, were you spoiled for that in X-Men's Future Past? 
No. It was a bunch of, like, behind the scenes and stars and, like, sets and, like, plot plots and things. You didn't know all the original people were going to be in, in that in the I end? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. So. Um, but back to Halloween ends, I like how they tried to take it to a place where it's never been before. Um... It kind of felt like, you know, the general plot that the torch was being passed on for right. me of who Michael Myers was. And at the end, it kind of still kind of le- left you hanging. I want to say still did. But what did you think about the whole story arc about it? I can't talk about this movie without talking about the other two movies. Uh one thing about this trilogy and i can't think of many many so-called trilogies that have done something like this the only one the only thing that comes to mind is uh, back to the future mm-hmm. where each each movie was a chapter you know what i mean it, they weren't just retreading the same thing over and over again in each movie yes. like the the third one was a freaking western you know what i mean yeah and uh this is what they did, and each movie is its own thing. And if you went into Halloween Kills, you know, thinking you're going to get the same thing that you got in, you know, Halloween 2016 or 2017, whenever that came out, you would have been wrong. And Halloween Kills, you know, I think when we saw it with, with our friends, everyone hated it but me. And I'm like, this is, I thought it was brilliant, you yeah. know? And they, they, they held no bars, no one was safe. Like, Everyone freaking died, basically, you know, except for a couple people. And, you know, like I said, if you're if you are going into Halloween ends expecting something similar to Halloween kills, dead wrong, dead wrong. It it wasn't, you know, 100 miles per hour, you know, death after death after death. It was subdued. You're you know, you're like. There was a few minutes where I'm like, are we in, in the right movie at the very beginning, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and it's just, it's not what, like, if you go into it and expect expect the, the same old story, then you're going to be disappointed. And for whatever reason, that's what a lot of the fans want. They just want the same thing and then they'll complain about it being, you know, not being, you know, Original new. Or I, I hate it. It's toxic fandom, whatever. Um... This one was slower. It um it had a different storyline. It had know? a different tone. It had a different vibe to it compared to the other two. I that I do ag- agree with. Um but what do you think about introducing this this kid to to this franchise him at the end um and how he was trying to you kind of almost see like his his villainous come out. Yeah. And it kind of becomes like a side story of a villain origin story. I I I was like I said I wasn't expecting it, but after rewatching it on a uh, Peacock, um, I kind of dig it. It's 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 just it's not the hundred like mile per hour thing. It's a different vibe, and you know I'm good with I'm I'm fantastic with the other vibe. That was a lot of fun, but I'm also good with this vibe. You know, mm-hmm. very chill, kind of like the. The, the love story, <laughs> the the slow um, 
the slow uh, motorcycle rides while 80s music plays in the background. You know what I mean? The and montage. The hair is whifting. Uh, and I, I'm, I, I was cool with the vibe. And ultimately, it was a satisfying trilogy. Each one had its own purpose. Each one had its own story. Mm-hmm. You know? And as a trilogy, I, I'm happy with how it came out. I know that... Uh, I'm in the minority among Halloween fans. I think everyone hates it, like, universally. Do oh, you? well. So, do you, you don't think Michael Myers is dead? Uh, in Well, there's, like, what, three or four different timelines? So, in this timeline, he's dead. You know? Just like Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Laurie Strode died three times in the different timelines, you know? And they brought her, they keep bringing her back, so it doesn't matter. It's would like the you, multiverse. Well, I was going to go into that. Would you be upset if they take their universes, like that timeline? For example, HTO is not canon. Um, if they do do a storyline from that HTO storyline, would you be upset? Would you be okay with no, it? No, I would be, I would be cool with it. You know, bring Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams back and have Jamie Lee Curtis actually have died in that, the, the, second timeline you know because the original timeline uh she died in a car accident after having a a daughter Mm -hmm. uh and then the second one that never happened but she was still michael myers sister (laughs) or the second timeline i mean whatever but that would be amazing you have these two amazing actors you know i'm sure they they would love to do it i think michelle would be amazing and just be like you know have it be a multiverse and be like, all right, this this one is a sequel because H two O was was very popular, like at at the time, and you know to this day a lot of people put it in in their um you know top list of Halloween movies. Interesting. I remember H two O. I never watched it. I never watch horror movies until I met you. So I always try to stay away with it or from it. Um. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it for what it is or for what it was. Um, you know, there's points where where you watch a movie and you have to answer yourself, did you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Did you like it in, at the end? And if you did, it's it's a, for you, for me, it's a decent movie. Uh, but for others, it not, might not be. And that's that's okay. Um, yeah, that, that's my thing as well. It's like, was I entertained? Was it the best? Wait, was it the best movie ever? No. But was I entertained for mm-hmm. two hours? Yes. Yeah. So generally, I'm like, yeah, I liked it. You yeah. know, I was entertained. That's what, what they're supposed to do. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, Spielberg or uh, Shakespeare, you know. We also went to the movies this weekend to see The Fablemans, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Michelle Williams and Pa Dano. Uh, which is a very loosely biographical film on Steven Spielberg's childhood. And it was a movie that I would not normally go, but we're very Team Michelle Williams, and we would want to give all the box office credit that we can for her. What did you think of the movie? Because, again, uh, we just went just to see Michelle Williams. We kind of didn't know what this movie was about either. Um, we, We just wanted to go to support her. Uh, what did you think of the film? Uh, you know, I went into it thinking that it was going to be more about uh, his filmmaking, more about his upbringing, about you know filmmaking, and that kind of took more of a backseat. I, you know, I read a little bit about you know the characters and uh, who they're based on, and I knew that uh, Steven Spielberg's parents, you know, eventually divorced, 
and I think his mother had an affair, so I kind of knew what was going on, but I, I didn't expect that that was going to be, like, the main storyline of the film, mm-hmm. you know? The the movie itself, you know, I don't think it's going to make my top ten list. Uh, I'm sure it's going to do amazing at the Oscars. They're saying that Spielberg is going to win Best Picture or Best Director, probably. We'll see. Um, but it's it wasn't really my thing. Michelle was amazing, you know? As always, chills down your spine, amazing. Um, but no, not my thing. What'd you think? You know, after seeing the movie and I started thinking about it, I felt like it told two two stories. One was the triangle that the kid had with his parents and his upbringing and how that shapes uh, his role as a person, as an adult, and as a filmmaker. And the second one is how film changes people's life behind and in front of the camera. Uh, Two instances were the first one was when he was directing his friend who was the soldier in his home movie about World War II. And he was trying to help him get into it. Mm -hmm. And he was like this not that great actor but until he got it it completely changed his whole persona on the type of actor or character that he needed to portray and it was very deep for that character and the second one was his uh film showing the popular kids um who they really are uh, i thought that that was really interesting a, a very like subplot of a subplot um which really caught my eye I'm with you. I don't think it it's my top 10. It's not a movie that I would go to or, you know, would run to or even be interested if I read the synopsis. Uh, but Michelle Williams did fantastic. Paul Dano did an amazing job. Um, and the kid did really good, too. Both the little kid and when he grew up as a high school, those two actors were, were pretty cool, too. Um, I would say, you know, if you're into... You know, that slow, slow paced uh, family dynamic slash coming of age type thing. Go see it. Um, and if you like those two characters, go see that, too. Um, and tell us what, what you think. Yeah, yeah. Back to the uh, Halloween train. We went out on Halloween with Brenda and Gianni. Those are, are now double daters. <laughs> we love them very much. They're very, very fun. Um, and we went to this place up in Broward where they had a costume contest. Uh, it was an event and it was a concert and it was like outdoor food and people were dressed. It was in Las Olas. I don't remember the location or the name of the place because we're rarely up in Broward. Um, and we went as Tweedledee and Tweedledum for those who have been following us on Instagram. We posted pictures on about that evening and it was different categories it was uh most lazy uh creative sexy couples scary and scary uh we decided to join in as couples and we didn't realize the amount of people that were signed up for couples and we didn't get picked uh for that category so um we then walked around a bit checked out we wanted to go to the haunted Haunted house house. because they even had a haunted house uh but there was a lot going on and uh a lot to see and uh they were starting the the costume and the judge decided to do a wild card 
Yeah. Uh, well, I think we were passing passing by, and I overheard it. It's like, and you, to to qualify for the wild card category, uh, be on on the floor. Yeah. And and I I like I told you I'm like, hey, they said wild card, and you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, they choose. It's it was the the last category was the wild card category, and the the guy just chose people from the audience who he, you know he liked their costumes. Um, you know, five people. Yeah, and that that became a category in itself. Right. So after all the main categories, uh, we were up, and we were up against. Uh, well, well, I mean, he chose us as a wild card. Yeah. We didn't say that. Oh, you, I just I just explained did? it. No, I oh, just explained I'm sorry. What a you wild card us. is. <laughs> we got uh, we got picked. And we got it was, picked, and uh, there's a few others. It became a category in itself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, one of them was a very hunky Spartan guy. And the uh, I don't remember the other people because it, we were on stage and everything was kind of happening so fast. Well, I think, wasn't it uh, a blow-up unicorn? Oh, yeah, a blow-up unicorn. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure we can find the picture. Yeah, and uh, we beat everyone in that category we actually won the category and we won and we were finalists. qualifying to to the fight to the finalists and it was us against someone dressed as mojo jojo uh uh the terrifier the terrifier which was terrifying that was a really <laughs> that was good a fucking costume. scary costume uh mermaid man and barnacle boy so that was the funniest and uh, that was the funniest and i don't remember the other two it was a couple and oh, that was that was yeah. Sorry. No, that was the that was the couple. That was the couple. So Terrifier was scariest. Mojo was the funniest. What was the other? The sexiest was. Do you remember the sexiest? No. Was it just another dude in a in a speedo? Maybe I don't remember everything. <laughs> it was overwhelming being on that stage, and out of like the round of applauses, we kind of got third place <laughs> we didn't win we were so uh, close we, no but still you know to be up there and to to be at least technically third place out of other costumes i think that was pretty badass yeah with what we created with you know with what you created you kind of created our costumes this year and it came out really really badass huh yeah i guess my, all my suggestions <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Look at me. I'm a designer. I can uh, be on, what's that show? Uh, Project Runway. Project Runway. And one day you're in, and the next day you're out. Avidase. <laughs> you're out! <laughs> Avidase! Uh, what else do we got to tell you That was you cool. And we got we to gotta, like give props to Brenda and Gianni, because their, their costume was badass. They yes. were... Uh, Morticia and Gomez, Gomez Adam, and I think they perfect. were the most detailed because uh, there was another. Couple. And they they were lazy as fuck. That was lazy. And yeah. honestly, I don't think the guy saw like when he was picking the couples. I don't think he saw them. You know, no. which sucks. I think they could have easily won the couples. The couples. I um, I agree category. too. I agree too. Um, what else can we talk to you guys about? Oh, for your birthday, Riz. Uh, where did we go? Also, we went well, not on my birthday, a, a day, birthday. a couple days to see uh, Florence and the Machine, uh, one of our favorite bands, um, for the second time. Yes, the first time, I think there was something with the tickets. Like, 
I got the cheapest tickets and they were floor and we got on and it was the freaking floor, you know, she was right in front of us. So I, I'm like, oh, I'll just get those cheap tickets again. I think they wised up. (laughs) They were a lot more expensive this time. So we ended up, uh, we, we got upgraded actually, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, this was our second time here, right? Uh, Technically, it would have been our third if we had not got, gone to Las Vegas to see yeah. Lady Gaga. Because it's the day funny we, how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> the day we flew out was the day she was in in Miami, and I I want to say a big shout out to Florence and the Machine for always thinking of Miami because not a lot of artists uh, that we like travel this down south of Florida. It's usually West Palm, Orlando. Uh, and it, not even sometimes it's Jacksonville and, and Georgia would be our next uh, concert destination if there if there are no artists that we like coming to Florida. We were planning on seeing the Cranberries yes. in Atlanta. And unfortunately, uh, A, it was canceled. B, there was a freaking hurricane down here the day we were supposed to leave. And then G... There was a hurricane up there, the same hurricane in Atlanta, the day that that it would have, the concert would have happened. So that, that shit would never, was never going to happen. And of course she passed away a few months later. Yeah. So what can you do? Yeah. So uh, you got us some tickets. Uh, You kept telling me that it's up there in the nosebleed. It's, and I'm like, you know what? It's awesome. She has a new album out. We love it. Her album this time around, um, Damn, I can't think of the name of the album. Dance Fever. Dance Fever. I'm like high as hope, but th- that, no, that's the one before. Your high is what? No, is that why you can't as, remember? No, high as hope is the name of the other album. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, Dance Fever, which is a very, very awesome album. It's an amazing album. Beautiful, beautiful album. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. So when we get there, uh, we scan our tickets, and they told us go up to the third floor. Uh, no, they sent us all the way up to the top where our, where our ticket, where our seats were supposed to be, and they asked us which section, mm-hmm. and we're like, uh, blah blah blah, whatever the section was. She's like, oh, okay, you're gonna have to see them about getting a new ticket. I'm like, what? So then what happened? Uh, then we get there, and she switches out our tickets, and when we get there, we're like at the bottom level, just right before. Yeah. ground floor right and it was a pretty badass upgrade we really got to see her super super close king princess opened up and they did a little ditty together and it, she was she was pretty good king princess was no, awesome was as well awesome the the couple in front of us like for the whole king princess thing were like who is she who is she who is that who what did they say and I'm like, oh my god, let me just listen to her. But it was badass when Florence came out and did the duet. I think that that was the first the first time that that she, did, she might have done it like in later contests, but that was yeah. the first time she came out. Yeah, according to the the Florence uh, Facebook page that I follow. Um, and she played a lot of her current songs uh, from her album. She obviously played Dog Days of are over dog days are over she did kiss with a fist she, I was, oh i freaked out and she skipped that when we saw her the last time and she surprised us by singing never let me go which is a song that she says that she never performs uh because it's really hard for her to sing and um we were really really taken back by that um but it was a beautiful beautiful concert it was uh awesome and seeing her run around you know, interacting with the fans and and just looking like a very hyper p- 
pixie fairy. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very nice. I I enjoyed her. Every time she comes down here, I would not want to not miss it. We we're never going to miss another Florence <laughs> tour Just as long as long as she keeps... Apple. That's so disappointing. <sighs> I I was hoping that she would she would do she would tour fetch the bolt cutters after COVID. After COVID, yes. But... I told you, Riz. Wherever she's touring, whenever she decides to tour and she's going anywhere in the U.S., I don't care. We have to go see her. So anyone out there who has any connection with Fiona Apple and want and 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 can help us. <coughs> Excuse me. It's okay. <clears throat> And can help us uh, convince her to tour uh, so we can hear her and pay her money to hear her sing live this beautiful album and other songs in the past. Uh, But she's doing a lot of other things, uh, which is totally understandable. Uh, Yeah, we're probably going to have to wait wait for another album. And we'll we'll see. see. I don't know. Uh, Oh, well, speaking of Florence, the Grammy nominations were announced last week. And... uh, Florence and the Machine was nominated for best uh song best rock song I think for for their song King from and which is a gorgeous song from Dance Fever and my girl Bjork was nominated for best Yay. was it shit what was she nominated for I don't know <laughs> rock album of the year is that it would be awesome Yeah we just talked about uh Bjork in our last episode she released a album recently and hence why she was nominated for a grammy um one of the songs that i really like from that album is ancestress both the song and the music video is gorgeous it has a beautiful meaning i guarantee like even if you do not like bjork go ahead and and check that song and that music video out i i think i was a little hesitant when we talked about it last time i'm like you know what i have to listen to this a few more times Mm -hmm. and uh it's i think has grown on me so much i think it's my favorite album of hers like in in a decade oh wow you know it's it's a solid album like from from beginning to end uh there's her her song her mother's house which also you know speaks of losing her mother as does ancestress um there's several songs that I love, but as a whole, I can understand why it was nominated for Best Alternative Album of the Year. Um, Is that being televised? That category? Probably not. They never do. They didn't not. They didn't televise rock, uh, rock when the Cranberries were nominated, which I would have loved to have seen. Rock is dead. I know. Blame or as Florence. the Backstreet Boys and all those motherfucking and Carson Daly. <laughs> <laughs> and all and TLC or TRC TR TL, TRL TRL Total Request Live. It was crazy back then how that era kind of shaped the music of the future, uh, because rock pop was kind of popular, but it wasn't the rock pop today. You know, uh, comparing Elvis rock to you know, yeah, of course, our modern thing, but. You know, it sucks. It sucks. I am a little disappointed that Dance Fever wasn't nominated for the same category. Um, and kind of surprised because, you know, that is an, another solid album. And she is a Grammy-nominated uh, uh, artist. I don't know if she's won any Grammys, Florence. Oh, yeah. She's been she's been nominated before. I'm not, I'm not sure so either. I'm not sure why she wasn't nominated for this amazing album. Um, but we'll never know. I'm sure... 
you know, other than than Fasora by Bjork, or however you pronounce that, I haven't listened to the other albums, so maybe they are equally or better. For all I know, I you know I'm not gonna um, say otherwise. No. Well, we've come to the end of our show, guys. We'll try to be consistent, and we'll try to give you as much content. The year is coming to an end also, so we have a lot of other activities lined up that we are so excited to share with you to all those who have listened in today. And you like what you heard? Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasting fix to get notified when a new episode is available. Thank you so much to our listeners who tune in to hear us rant about the randomness of our lives. We really appreciate you. Instagram is another way to keep in touch with us. Follow us at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. Once again, this is PressPlay with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.